Hi, welcome back to Till Death Do Us podcast, a podcast about marriage, murder, with the Murrays. I'm Michelle Murray. And I'm Matt Murray. And yeah, we're back. Um, sorry we took a little break. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, we took we took last week off. Um, we're very inconsistent people. It was totally my fault. Again, I don't think it was your fault. <laughs> I just think that everybody has rough weeks sometimes, and I think you were not in the headspace to do all the research and get this all out and all that stuff. Yeah, I was having I was having a rough week last week. Um, it's really frustrating because I say that I suffer from seasonal affective disorder, and everyone looks at me like I'm fucking crazy because it's the summer and I'm supposed to be in love with the summer right and they just don't understand how miserable it makes me <laughs> yeah I do think it's kind of funny though that like if somebody gets sad during the winter yeah it's totally acceptable right like but for some reason during summer like when it's miserable and hot and humid and sweaty and stuff like it's like not like yeah. that's not okay yeah I don't know though but summer is it's so it's so hard yeah, me. it sucks. It really I is. think fall and spring are like my favorite. Seasons. Yeah. Fall's probably my favorite season. Yeah, fall's my favorite season. Yeah, it's beautiful and it's hoodie weather and the trees, we live in Massachusetts, so like the trees are all changing and yeah. it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, perfect like fire weather and all that stuff. But yeah, the summer sucks. It's, it sucks. It's not great. So much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just humid and miserable and. Well, that's, it's, it's so hot and it's so sticky and, you know, I, I don't wear shorts. Yeah. So like I die even more. It doesn't help. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. But like I die even more and then, I don't know, we don't have a pool or anything. So I feel like I'm just stuck in the house with my kids. Although we're all kind of stuck in the house with the kids right now anyways, but like. It's like extra stuck in the house. This is what I feel like every summer, so. it's terrible. (laughs) But yeah, um, you know, we're back and. We're trying to be as consistent as possible, but it's, it can be tough being parents and adults, and there's a lot of a lot of different, um, you know, reasons that. Can Who's an up. adult here? Yeah, and it's it's okay. <laughs> We're it's fine. People still listen, and people still like it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of marriage advice. That's okay. Yeah, I got one. You your hair, you have a Karen happening right now. Ew, why would you say that? Well, it's just how you have your hair right now. I just tied it. I know. (laughs) How can that be a Karen? My hair is like down to my chest. I know, but like part the way that the the longer part of your hair was, it was like hidden and it made you, you had like a... I hate you. I'm sorry. All right, so my marriage advice is um, for all those husbands to let you know to never call your wife a Karen. (laughs) Even when she might be acting like a Karen, don't do it. But I didn't even say you were acting. Don't do it. I didn't even say you were acting like a Karen. I'm not. I could be a Karen sometimes, though. Yeah, you can't be. It's okay, though. <laughs> you pick the right times to be a Karen. Like, if I go into Walmart and something is, like, priced wrong, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, you need to give it to me for the price that it says. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. What's the what's the male version of a Karen? A Bob? Um... I don't know. Because uh, there's like one time in my life my dad constantly reminds me of it where I totally was a Bob. And we collectively as a family like went into a Verizon store or maybe it was a T-Mobile store. I forget who we had at the time. 
and we wanted to do alternate upgrades where mm-hmm. my parents were due for upgrades, but me and my sister weren't. And so we were going to, me and my sister were going to get the upgrades and switch our like Sims or our numbers over or whatever. Yeah. And like we went in and they were like, that's not possible. Sorry. Like we can't do that. And you know, it just takes forever and whatever. And me being like the techie that I am totally knew it was possible. And then it didn't, it takes a while, but it didn't take forever. I was like, Oh man, that stinks. Like, you know, I know you can do it like for a fact, like I know you can do it and I know that it doesn't take that long. And like, it just seems like maybe you want us to not have, you know, have our business here or whatever. And the guy, the guy was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then we got the fucking alternate upgrades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Bob is the right name. Yeah. What is it? What's, I don't know. Is it, it's not, a, is it Kyle? Oh. <gasps> thinking kyle in my head too but i don't even know anybody named kyle so like yeah, it just do. doesn't seem but right he's, but he's not who kyle davis oh but he's not like but i wouldn't consider him like that like when i think not of a Karen, at all yeah no you wouldn't think of kyle <laughs> yeah like as the analog to that yeah and amber no that's also a girl's that's name. a girl's name yeah why did i say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know so jeff i would think like, it's Peter. Oh, yep. Oh, right? Man. No. I know a nice Peter, though. I know a couple of nice Peters. I think it's Peter, though. I don't think so. It fits. No. It fits. What do you mean? It does. You know it. No. You know it. It doesn't. It's not Peter. It can't be Peter. I know too many. Do you know any nice Karens? Yeah. Who? My friend's mom's. To a couple of my friends' moms were named Karen. That's we don't know anybody named Karen in our generation. That's just not a name. Uh, Cat's cat is named Karen. Yeah, I bet she's a total fucking cat run. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Anyways, back to my real marriage advice. This is how not to murder each other with the fans of Till Death Do Us podcast <laughs> and questions from Steve. <laughs> So Devin says, don't be afraid to reach out for help, i.e. marriage counseling. A marriage has different phases, changes, challenges. Skills and techniques to get through those aren't always known. You also need to be willing to put in the work when things are tough. Marriage isn't always easy, but a lot of growth as a couple takes place during those tough times. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah? You do marriage counseling? I think if we ever got to the point where we needed it. Yeah. Or... I think less, I agree, like, hey, marriage counseling is the answer, and more that marriage isn't always easy, and you don't always possess mm-hmm. the skills in the moment to address certain parts of your marriage. Right. And that working on those skills and, like, working towards being able to understand one another or what, whatever the problem happens to be is totally uh, important to staying together in any relationship. Right. That's marriage counseling is tough. So I actually went to uh, couples counseling with Gavin's dad. Get out of here. Yeah, we went. Um, uh, we went when we when I was pregnant with Gavin. Um, so we had been together for four years before I got pregnant with Gavin. And um, yeah, like literally after a couple of sessions, the therapist was like, "You know, you guys really shouldn't be together." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but she did. But like, it, uh, he. And oh. yeah, he, uh, mm-hmm. you nailed it. Only 
Took me another 12 <laughs> years to figure that out. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It's all right. But, yeah. 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 Sometimes you, you got to work on things. And you rec- recognizing that you need to work on things is a huge step in being in a relationship and also just being a fucking adult. Right. Yeah. Good. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't our therapy? This? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope not talk about other people murdering each other. That's so morbid. You don't think that's uh, cathartic? I think probably a little bit. I just like spending this time with you. I didn't realize that you were looking at it as a form of therapy. Just kidding. Yeah, sure. So Steve's question? Yeah. Steve's question was, what would you, being the other person, have to do? Like, So what would I have to do? To get you to murder me. What's your answer? No, what would you have to do? Wait, why am I the only one answering it? I'll answer it afterwards because I'm not sure yet. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's anything you could do that would make me want to murder you. What if I hurt Gavin? But I don't think you would hurt Gavin. Right, but we're talking in entirely hypothetical terms. Well, entirely hypothetical. If, if you hurt the children, then yes, I would murder you. Yeah, see, that's like the same answer for me. Yeah. I don't know what else I would do if... I don't, I don't know. I don't think there is anything else. Right. Like, what... There's things that you could do that would make me very angry. Right. But, like, I don't think any of those things lead to murder. <laughs> like, oh, you broke my PlayStation or something. I'd be super mad, but, like, I'm not going to murder you about it. That's good. Yeah. So Sometimes that's... I worry when I'm trying to mess around with that PlayStation. When? <laughs> Anytime I call you and I'm like, I can't get it to work. It's because I don't want to fucking press buttons. <laughs> get scared. There's like there's three buttons on the whole I thing. I don't know. It's scary. Yeah. Well, usually I walk you through it, though. Usually you get through it. <laughs> usually it's literally just, did you, is it on the right input? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've le- I think I've learned. I think I've learned how to do it. I think you have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to take it down a notch? I am. Yeah? I am. I'm ready. Okay. We're there. All right. That's good. You're in that headspace? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, my sources today, again, are Murderpedia, Wikipedia, um, and That's Why We Drink podcast, episode 107, um, the Women of Death Row podcast, uh, an episode titled That Criminal Mind, an episode of Snapped. Season 8, episode 9. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good old snapped. Good old snapped. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> so, Wendy Elizabeth Ochoa, which I think is how you pronounce it, I don't know, was born August 6th, 1970. She grew up in the small farming community of Casa Grande, Arizona. She was the daughter of a minister, and her life growing up was very involved in the church. After graduating from Casa Verde High School, she got involved in missionary work and went to Mexico. When she completed the mission, there she came home. Uh, when she completed the mission there. <laughs> <laughs> you said all the right words. You just put emphasis on the wrong I know. syllables. <laughs> I can't read my own writing sometimes. <laughs> um, she came home to Casa Grande and took a job, a clerical job at the local hospital. A few years later, in 1992, she met Joe Andriano. 
Joe was born August 18, 1967, and coincidentally, he and Wendy had actually grown up in the same town and attended the same high school, but they hadn't previously known each other. The couple was married in January of 1994. They hadn't even gotten through the honeymoon phase when that fall, Joe discovers an odd lump on his neck. The tumor was tested and it was determined that it was benign. Good. Joe had it removed. However, a year or so later, the tumor grew back. A second removal and round of tests seemed to confirm that the tumor was still benign. Wendy gave birth to their first son in 1997, and shortly after, the tumor appeared for a third time. Mm. Again, they tested it. It was benign. They actually removed it. It sounds like what my dad has. The desmoid tumors. They're all benign. Really? Yeah. Well... So finally, in 1998, when Wendy was close to giving birth to their second son, the tumor was back for a fourth time, and this time a pre-surgery chest x-ray confirmed that it had in fact been cancer all along, and it had now spread all throughout his lungs. Oh, my God. Joe was officially diagnosed with terminal adenoid cystic carcinoma. Although radiation and chemo were standard practice, Wendy and Joe decided he should do other forms of treatment first. He went to Hol a holistic treatment facility in Colorado where Ugh. he learned about things like changing his diet to promote healing. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I'm sure that was filled with, like, a lot of other yeah. holistic remedies. If you, like, wave this sleeve in front of your face and you sniff it real hard, it gets rid of all your cancers. <laughs> Set it on I fire. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, um... Crystals. Uh, fucking... Like aromatherapy, like yeah. what are what are the, what is it called? Oh, the oils. The yeah, essential oils. oils. <laughs> if you sniff mint once a day, once a day, and then put it behind your ears, it gives you seven years good luck, <laughs> and also make sure that your pee pee comes out clear instead of yellow. <laughs> so, if you rub a crystal across your chest, it makes sure that your peanut butter sandwiches always taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we have anybody who <laughs> likes crystals. Jesus. Um, so they also filed a lawsuit against Joe's doctor for his multiple misdiagnoses, and they hoped to get a significant payout. During all of this, Joe tried to continue working, but it was too much physical stress on his body. This meant that it was up to Wendy to financially provide for their family of four. In 1999, Wendy took a job as a property manager for an upscale apartment complex in the Awataki foothills. The job, along with an average salary, came with a three-bedroom apartment for her and the family to live in. Wow, nice. I know, right? I want a job like that. This luxury apartment complex was kind of a singles community, and it was up to Wendy to organize events for the residents to enjoy. Every Saturday, there was picnic and, and pool parties, and they had their own softball team. Hmm. Wendy became friends so, with... There's like a real community. Yeah, like literally, they did so much stuff together. Yeah. Wendy became friends with many of the residents, and she began to spend more time with them than she did at home, where Joe was left to take care of the kids. Finally, in 2000, Joe decided to start chemotherapy. His doctors told him and Wendy that the cancer was very slow growing, and with treatment, he could live several more years. A little after 2 a.m. on the morning of October 8, 2000, Wendy called a friend that lived in the complex and asked her to come over and watch her children while she took Joe to the hospital. 
When the friend arrives, she finds Joe wearing only a pair of shorts in the fetal position, barely conscious on the floor, surrounded by his own vomit. She learns that Wendy hasn't even called 911 or his doctor yet to try and get some help. What? Yeah. So did she poison him? Listen to my story. (laughs) (laughs) At 2.30, the friend convinces her to call 911, and she tells Wendy that she'll go outside to the entrance and direct the ambulance to the apartment. Because, like... complex there's like multiple buildings and stuff yeah Yeah. so the friend's like all right i'm gonna go outside i'm gonna get the paramedics here like you stay with joe it's all good i got you so the paramedics arrive and when they go up to wendy's door it's locked they begin knocking and trying to speak with wendy but she explains to them through the door that her husband joe has a dnr which is a do not resuscitate and that she won't allow them to come in okay yeah So she was going to take him to the hospital. Yeah. But then the paramedics showed up. Uh Uh-huh. And she was like, no. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally, Wendy leaves through the back door. So, like, the paramedics and this neighbor friend, like, wouldn't leave. They Mm -hmm. were like, let me in. So finally, Wendy's like, okay, like, let me get them to leave. So she goes out back instead of opening the front door. She goes out around back (laughs) and comes out front. (laughs) It's <laughs> just so ridiculous. I know. <laughs> and see if these motherfuckers can hop a fence <laughs> going out the back. According to the friend, she appears to have showered and changed her clothing. She is able to convince them all that Joe is fine and that she has everything under control, and she gets them to leave. So she goes back in the house. She gets the paramedics and the friend to leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds At, not good. No. Yeah. At 3.30 a.m., so, like, literally only an hour after they all leave, a second call goes through to 911. This time, Wendy claims that Joe attacked her and was trying to kill her. She tells the dispatcher that she may have hit him with a knife, but she doesn't know. She just knows that there's blood everywhere and Joe is dead. When the police opened the front door, they were taken back by the amount of blood that was covering the apartment. There was blood in the kitchen, in the dining room, in the bedroom... There was splatter on the walls and on the ceilings. Jesus Christ. In the middle of the living was she, room... Was she wounded at all? No. Jo- this is all his blood? Yes. Wow. In the middle of the living room floor lay Joe with a knife wound to the neck. The scene, as well as Wendy's story, immediately caused suspicion to the police. They took Wendy down to the station for an official statement. She talks about spending the evening at Joe's family ho- family's house and then heading home. After putting the kids to bed, she says that Joe notices that she isn't wearing her wedding ring. According to Wendy, he became enraged and accused her of having an affair. The argument became physical, and Joe supposedly grabbed a belt. That's when Wendy picked up a bar stool and began to swing. She said that Joe got on all fours, and she hit him repeatedly with the stool, and it even broke one of the legs. That's supposedly when she called the neighbor friend to come over. However, when asked later, the neighbor said there was no evidence of a domestic struggle. Hmm. Wendy claims that Joe is fully aware of paramedics waiting outside and that he is the one who decided that he didn't need medical attention. So she's like... This story is changing constantly. She's totally changing her whole entire story of what happened that night. Yeah. She says that once the paramedics and um, the friend left... That Joe got back up after being repeatedly hit with a bar stool. And, and also on the floor, 
surrounded by his own puke, totally had enough strength. Right. Yeah. Right. So she says that he got back up and tried to strangle her with a telephone cord, and that that's when she grabs a knife. Okay. So by her account, this is literally a direct quote from her interview with the police. She says, He had me pinned down, and we're both... And he starts to stand up, and that's when I'm holding the knife. He's standing up, I'm standing up, and then he just falls flat on his face. And that's when I mean blood just went, like, everywhere. So so she's saying that he literally just fell on the knife. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, lady. Mm-hmm. I didn't stab him. No. He and ran then, into me. Yeah, and then the... the um, investigator is like so how many times did you stab him stab him and she was like well i mean i i didn't like i didn't yeah yeah she was like that was the only time like i didn't he was like there's blood everywhere right she was like i mean it just started squirting i didn't punch that guy he headbutted my fist Yeah. (laughs) yeah totally makes sense yeah so wendy had her injuries photographed But police could tell that the very, very faint scratches on her neck did not add up with her story of a violent struggle. During interviews with friends and family, police learned that it was near impossible for an altercation like that to have occurred. Joe's health was in such deterioration that he was not physically capable of attacking her. Hmm. He was often struggling to get up and about and take care of himself. Just that evening, his family described how they had to put blankets over him to keep him warm and how they took turns feeding him. The moment that solidified Wendy as the prime suspect was when she was left in, alone in the interrogation room. She placed a phone call to a coworker and asked them to hide some paperwork. Oh, my God. Right? Like, you don't know that you're being filmed? It's 2000. Yeah. Like. Was this insurance fraud? Life insurance? Well, so there are some claims that she tried to get life insurance policies out on him, but she never did. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't any life insurance policies. But there was that um, lawsuit, the malpractice lawsuit against the doctors who from, misdiagnosed them. misdiagnosed them, right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They immediately charged her with second-degree murder. During interviews with friends and coworkers, they learned that Wendy was involved in not one, but two extramarital affairs. One was with an individual who lived in the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. She had also been reprimanded on the job for making inappropriate internet searches. <laughs> what do you think she looked up? I have no idea. What, what did, did we find I mean, out? like, you assume it's porn, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I assumed it was porn. It's either porn or, like, how to unsuccessfully murder your husband. Literally one of the searches was how to murder people. <laughs> Why do people do that? I don't know. How dumb are you? And poison. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she did try to poison them. She did. It didn't go hot. Nope. Yeah. They showed up. She was like, fuck. They're going to know that I poisoned them. They can't come in. Oh, we fought and I stabbed them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Wow. During the search, they also find a shipping invoice for a substance known as sodium azide. Sodium azide is an airbag propellant. It is very explosive and it's very toxic, and it's not something that the average person can just go by. Based on the invoice, Wendy had created a fake business license with the tax ID form from the apartment complex, and with an X-Acto knife and a copy machine, she made it work. Wow. 
She had the package delivered to a random address in Scottsdale and went to the company claiming that she had made a mistake when filling out her address on the form. So, like, she just had it, like, shipped to this random building and then went in and was like, oh, is there a package here for me? Like, I messed up. Yeah. So, luckily, the clerk that had the package for her testified that he recognized her. So, that was good. Police were on the hunt for where the sodium azide could be. In a search of the apartment, they tested every single item of food that was found, but they couldn't find it. Then they learned that Wendy currently had a storage unit. Mm. The unit seemed to look like any average family storage unit, but after a deep search, they found a box within a box that held a container filled with white powder and a kitchen measuring spoon. Tests confirmed it to be sodium azide, and now that they knew what they were looking for, the autopsy technician came back and said that it was also found in Joe's body. Further evidence proved that a pot of beef stew left on the stove also contained traces of that poison. All of this evidence showed clear premeditation. The theory is is that Joe's death was just taking too long. So, I mean, he was terminally ill. He was going to die. No, sure. Like... But still. She couldn't wait? Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, I thought you were like, he's going to die. It's fine. He's dead now. Oh, yeah. Like, just like, lady. No, I mean, she felt dying, like... Right. Fucking jerk. <coughs> Excuse me. Like, she felt like it was taking too long. That's the shittiest reason to kill somebody I've ever heard in my life. Well, I don't know. She never said that that was really the reason. Come on. I'm just... I'm saying him, that, him, like, she's him. thinking that it... Her him dying was taking too long. Right, but like so, him having these tumors over and over again. Right, and finally figuring out that it's like terminal cancer. Right, absolutely is one of the reasons for that. Right, he's just terminally sick all the fucking time. Right, and just like imagine having to deal with it. Right, the stress that's on her. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, like just what do you do? You know what I mean? And you don't murder them. You don't murder them, but that's what I mean. Like his that totally is the reason for the affairs everything. Guarantee it. She couldn't deal with it. Are you on her defense? Not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying that she couldn't deal with it, and so she decided, she's like, I'm just going to fucking kill him. Right. Yeah, literally. That's what happened. Yeah. So, on October 18th, Maricopa County indicted Wendy Andriano. The trial was postponed many times, but finally, on September 9th of 2004, it began. So that wow. Was, yeah, four years. Four years. Jesus. She looked extremely different from when she did when the crime was committed. So, like, if you look at pictures of her before, she had, like, blonde hair and was, like, super cute. And then pictures of her going into the courthouse, she has, like, long brown hair and, like, glasses. And, like, um, the prosecutor was, like, she looked like she walked in looking like a librarian. Hmm. Which, like, I think everyone does in cases. Like, if you look at, like... Yeah, probably. Yeah. Especially over four years. What's that? Who's that chick that murdered that? Not murdered, but like goaded that kid to kill himself. Uh, Michelle. Whatever. Something. We yeah. should know that. That was in Massachusetts. Carter. Is it Michelle Carter? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Like, remember the difference between her, like, when she originally went in when she was a kid, and then like, didn't she have like one years later, a couple years later or something? Yeah. When she She'd was, she aged got out of like pretty, twenty years. Yeah, it was crazy. She looked like a completely different person. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that just happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. Prison ages you. I would think so. Yeah. It's stressful <laughs> as fuck, I would imagine. But, yeah, she did look like, like, she looked like a completely different person. You couldn't even tell. The prosecutors were able to build a very strong case. 
the affairs, and the money from the lawsuit. They called previous boyfriends of hers, and one of them testified that Wendy had actually told him her husband was already deceased. So, like, she had him over the house, and he saw pictures of the husband and was like, um, who's that guy? And she was like, oh, that's my late husband. Wow. Yeah. The defense, on the other hand, had ludicrous claims. Other than using battered woman defense, they also claimed that Joe was attempting to commit suicide and that he willingly ingested the poisonous beef stew. Wendy, wow. Yeah. Wendy took the stand and said that in his last moments, after, like, eating the beef stew, he was like, I really need you to tell me the truth about your affairs. And she said that she came clean about them and, and he that he just got crazy. Yeah. Yeah. November 18th, 2004, only two and a half hours of deliberation. Wow. Wendy Andriana was found guilty of first degree murder. Her sentencing hearing was held on December 20th of 2004, and she was sentenced to death by lethal injection. Injection. She was the second woman on death row in the state of Arizona. Her case is still under appeal. She is currently incarcerated at the Loomley Unit in the Arizona State Prison Complex in, in Perryville. But she's on death row. She's on death row, yeah. Yeah, wow. Right. Damn. Mm-hmm. That lady's stupid. Those Any are... person that Googles how to, how murder, to murder somebody, somebody. is stupid. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't even understand. Uh, Why are you so dumb? Yeah, like, how how do you think, like, so, like, you're talking out loud and Facebook starts showing you ads of stuff that you're talking about, right? But, like, you don't think that Googling how to murder somebody is going to come up anywhere. That's crazy. What are you doing? That's just stupid. You're so dumb. Yeah. Poison. Or, like, all the things related to a murder. Poison, knives, does, rope, does stabbing hurt people. Where do I bury a body? Yeah. <laughs> What's the best way Ugh, to get rid of people? God, just so stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. Yeah, she sucks. Mm-hmm. She didn't even have a good reason. Nope. Not it, like she didn't even have a good reason because her husband was gonna die anyways. Right. Like that's the thing. Like when you murder a spouse, you murder a spouse because you want them dead. But, like, he was, he was dying already anyway. going to die. I yeah. don't know. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. I will never understand. Yeah. Although Steve tried to put us in that headspace, but I'll never understand. <laughs> yeah. I will never get it. I won't murder you. Thank you. Yeah, Steve was like, how, <laughs> murder each other. How would you do it? <laughs> I mean, how? Wait, do you know how you would murder how me? How I would murder somebody? How would you murder me? I would probably do poison. Why? You realize that that doesn't work out. Well, I don't have to research it. Yeah, but you have to buy it. Yeah. Where do you get it? Hmm. I guess it depends on what kind of poison. Oh, yeah? What kind of... I could just buy rat poison. Yeah, I guess so. And if I do it in a disguise and with cash, they'll never know. Oh, okay. But it's a... It's... I don't know where I could... Because rat poison can be traced. Right. So, like, I just don't know where I would put the body. Mm Mm-hmm. How would you, how would you move my body? How would I move your body? Yeah. Hmm. I'm a burly dwarf. Brenna could help me. No, she couldn't. Why not? No. Yes, she could. You guys wouldn't be able to move my body. Why not? Because I'm fat. You're not. You're not that heavy. (laughs) Like 230 pounds. 
You're not that heavy. I could do that. I could look. No problem. Where would you? Where would you bring me? I know that's the thing. Yeah. Right. See, it's hard. It's difficult. That's why you should Google where do you put people before and after you murder them. I feel like nobody would go in those little woods behind my mom's house. Yeah, they would. You think? Absolutely. I don't think so. They totally would. Mm, I don't know. Yeah? You want to Google how many people walk back there? No, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to fucking Google it. (laughs) Why would anybody do that? I don't know. How would you murder somebody? I don't know how I would murder somebody. I'd probably just do it and just fucking turn myself in i wouldn't even try to make like if i'm gonna murder somebody i'm not trying to make it a secret like i have a good reason to murder you and like i stand behind my convictions of wanting to fucking murder you and so like i'll murder you and then turn myself in then you'll go to jail that's fine you're dead i had a good reason (laughs) (laughs) you're bad at this game i'm not even i'm not trying to get away with it i'm just trying to murder you if i'm trying to murder you i'm good at this game because you're fucking dead and i'm in jail we're not playing the stay out of jail game. We're playing the murder people game. And I murdered you because I didn't like you. <laughs> and you're dead. So I won the game. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways. What's your toast? Oh, man. That's an easy one this week. My toast is to vacation. Yeah. I have been working my absolute ass off for the past three months at work. And it's been rough. We've had to, like, cut people. And, like, I've had to cut people. Which is the hardest thing to do. Like, letting people go that you've worked with for, like, five years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's been a really difficult time. Not just, like, physically moving stuff and, like, trying to get stuff done. But also just, like, mentally watching the company have to, like, shave itself down to stay alive. But I needed this vacation. Yeah. And, like, just being on vacation feels so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's Monday. I feel like I've been on vacation for, like, three days already. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you have. Not technically. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> yeah, but Saturday, Sunday are normal. Monday's the first day of vacation. Yeah. And just, yeah, it just feels great. And I feel like I deserve it. You so, do. it's good. Yeah. So that's my toast. Cheers. Well, I guess, I don't know if my toast can be the same thing. Well, because you're on vacation, too? Yeah. I'm on vacation, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I was going to toast to the new Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> If you or anyone you know, yeah, you could talk about how disappointed you are that fucking they didn't have a narrator. I at all. am. I really do wish that they had a narrator. It just feels like a different show. Um, but I, just, I don't it know who really he, good. Robert Stack is so iconic. I know. Is like, he iconic? Shut up. <laughs> how many words did you mispronounce? I know. I do it all the time. If you or anyone you know has any information pertaining to the case of. The missing whale man. <laughs> Please call the number below or contact your local authority. Are you auditioning? Yeah. You don't have the face, though. I don't need the face. Just the voice? Yeah, whatever. They'll CGI my face. I'll be like an old white dude. I mean, you are an old white dude. I'm 35. <laughs> You're 34. <laughs> I'm going to be 35 in January. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I Unsolved Mysteries, come get me. <laughs> I want to do that instead. Pay me money to make people creeped out i couldn't watch that show when i was a kid i mean i did I fucking loved the shit no, I did too. out of that show it as just a kid. scared the shit out of me i know it was great like i feel like the new ones are good mysteries like they're cool but i feel like the sh- the old show because they used to cover so much shit because it wasn't just murders 
I mean, the, it wasn't just murders this time. Well, I guess you I didn't, didn't watch, watch that whole entire one about alien abduction in fucking Massachusetts? No, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, that was a good one. I don't know. That show used to freak me the fuck out, though. That's yeah. where I first learned about, like, the I, Mothman. I, oh, yeah. I remember one time me and my little cousin Sarah, who lived with us for a while, I remember her and I, we were all on vacation in Virginia, and I remember we were just sitting there watching it, and then they, like, said something about, like, the Virginia. town in Virginia we were in, and we were like, what the fuck? Oh, my God, we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, no, that's a great show. Yeah, I just, I, I could see it, though. They probably could use somebody there to narrate it because it feels weird just like it's the, very abrupt like boom here's, it's over here's the story yeah well yeah and then hey it's over yeah with no like prologue or you know yeah afterward or anything but yeah unsolved mysteries is great good cheers mm-hmm. toast thanks <sighs> cheers well do you get anything else to add mm, no no not this week yeah why do <laughs> yeah. i normally well, i mean sometimes oh. Well, reviews, we didn't get any. Well, we did. Uh, hold on. So, like, it tells me that we have another review, but it either they didn't leave a comment or the comment, like, hasn't shown up yet because gotcha. that happens sometimes. Um, so, yeah. Well, so, as always, you can rate and uh, subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. Please do. If you do, we'll try to read it on air. Um, we're on all the major streaming networks, fucking iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them. Any anywhere you can stream us, you, you can find us. Um, you know, go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash till death do us podcast and hang out with us there. We've been trying to post some more stuff. We will be posting the poll. Oh yes. This week for our twentieth episode where we're gonna That's right dive into uh did you just remember now? I did. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna dive into uh Serial Killer. Another serial killer, which is always my favorite episodes because I am relatively knowledgeable in that. Yeah. Who do we who do we want? Who was our choices? Well, so Ed Kemper's obviously off the list. Well, yeah, cause, yeah. But so do we, do you just wanna use the same list from last time and add somebody else on I'm it? thinking maybe doing ones that like aren't as well known. Okay. Like, um, I mean, I guess the dating game killer is like really big right now. Like a lot of people. Oh, the guy have, that was on the dating game. Yeah. Like yeah, a lot of people, crazy. a lot of people have learned about him from other true crime podcasts as well as like they wondery did a whole podcast on just him, which was fucking great. Wondery does amazing shit. Um, but yeah, he was pretty interesting or then like, I mean, I'll be gone in the dark just came out the docuseries on Hulu. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure people are really interested in the Golden State Killer right now. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I definitely got a lot of comments that was like, Bundy's overplayed, because he was one of our selections last time, which I mean, is it, very true. It is true. You yeah. Know? And I'm okay with that. I mean, we don't have to cover him. His, to be totally honest, I mean, like, he like he's interesting, and he did a lot of fucked up shit, but I don't know, I feel like, the the interesting part of him isn't actually the psychological part of him killing people. It's more his, like, A, ability to evade, right? Right. And then just, like, his well, I think, weird charm. Right. I think one of the things that is intriguing to people about Bundy is Bundy had, like, a totally fucking normal upbringing. Right. Like, you look at, like, Dahmer and Gacy, and they yeah, had, and like, really, up. really shitty childhoods. And, like, Bundy's was 
totally fine. Right. And that's where you're like, oh, shit. Like. It can just happen. Yeah. What went wrong right. in your brain? <laughs> right. Like some chemical imbalance happened. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll we'll get that up on the Facebook um, and you guys can vote and we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do for episode 20. So come visit us there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash till death to us podcast and support us there. I know that. Uh, money's still kind of tight, so we we understand. But any support that you do give us, uh, will just go into making this podcast a dollar a month, man. Yeah, whatever you can give doesn't even matter. You know, um, you're burping so much. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know what it, what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can go support us there, um, and you can also go to uh, Teespring.com/slash Till Death Do Us Podcast. Uh, to find um, teespring.com slash stores slash stores slash till death to us podcast slash till death to us podcast <laughs> and you can uh, you can find our merch there if you'd like to grab a t-shirt my mom just got one of the tote bags uh, yeah we sold our first we piece sold our of first merch. piece of merch um, she really likes it she told me specifically to say on the podcast that it is sturdy and well made oh she got it yeah oh I saw it today <gasps> is it cute yeah it's pretty cool I liked it oh Nice little canvas bag. Um, it definitely feels well made for sure. Nice. And also sturdy. Nice. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, I think this week probably because I have a little bit of free time, I'll do maybe I'll do a new design and we can throw it on some stuff. Um, yeah, I know people have been asking for hats, but like hats are really weird. Like I had to submit an approval and I have yet to receive back yet. I may, it could have done something wrong. It's, it was probably me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a roller coaster there for a minute <laughs> but yeah um you know we'll, we'll look out for merch and if if you want specific things let us know and we can figure out how to get them to you um and yeah i think that's really it so for till death through us podcast i'm matt i'm michelle and i just want to remind you guys hey don't murder each other bye, bye.